everybody to the next episode of the Mid Gold Note Podcast. This is Silly Sellers, aka Mr. Sellers, on the mic as we literally just finished watching WWE Monday Night Raw. And we're going to be honest, while we're doing this podcast, we're going to try to do a little multitasking. We got the game four, Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors. Aaron has on the Blackhawks game, getting ready for their Stanley Cup Finals trip, so we're all trying to multitask, but our focus is making sure we get to you what we need to deliver for our episode today, and that's going to be the Elimination Chamber preview coming live this Sunday on the WWE Network. Um, here, let's just go ahead and introduce everybody. We have four to five members here. A.A. Ron, are you here? How you feeling, man? Check, check, one, two, one, two. Sir D. Wayne, long time no hear from. Welcome back. How you feeling? You're going to hear from me a lot tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. We definitely missed you, man. And Dr. M has always did a beautiful job on his commentary on episode four. How you feeling, Dr. M? And it's a happy birthday to Dr. M. Happy birthday. I'm doing all right. I was ready to talk about Elimination Chamber. Dude, 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 real real quick. He has the same birthday as Bo Dallas. They said that on Raw tonight. So you are a definite Bo Lever. Please don't be a Bo Lever. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get started. Trust me, I'm no Bo Lever. Before we get started, they have a quick story. You guys might like this. Um, I was talking with the wifey today at dinner. As we kind of accustomed to do, you know, on Monday night, she's really trying to build up her wrestling persona. I've been watching Raw with me for at least two and a half hours tonight. She only missed the main event portion after the uh, tag team turmoil. And we was having a conversation because, you know, she's a graduate of Towson. And for those that know in our circles that she does some media work and she just finished working the Billboard Awards. She told me she had an opportunity to work for the WWE as a production assistant when she graduated from college. But she said on the application... Uh, for trying to be a, a you know production assistant for WWE, she said you had to know at least three wrestlers and explain how you knew them. So we really wanted to go for a job. I think we could definitely pass that application. Wouldn't you say that, boys? Do it. Yeah, absolutely, uh, man. That's my, that's my plan B. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. But let's go ahead and start our focus with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that we got coming up Sunday. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just pass it to each one of the gentlemen. I'm going to throw up a match to each one of them to initially start off, and then we'll just piggyback on whoever takes it from there. And I'm going to try to do it in order based on how I will book this pay-per-view. Uh, you may not agree with me, those that are listening out there, but we want to make sure we try to get all of them. But this is as of today, May 25th. This is without seeing SmackDown. This is without seeing SmackDown recorded because, you know, cards are always subject to change. Um, but this is what we're going to go as of right now. Well, my thinking is the pre-show match will be the Neville versus Bo Dallas. Now, for those of you that are uh, long-time subscribers of the WWE Network, you know this was a concluding feud prior to Bo Dallas coming on to Raw in the main event uh, originally. And, hey, hey, Ron, let me throw it up to you. Um, what do you think of this match, and do you think it will be on the pre-show? It sure seems like it's going to be on the pre-show, considering they tend to announce... Um the pre-show match on the last Raw before a pay-per-view. So, yeah, I would say maybe on the pre-show, maybe they do some sort of an unannounced pre-show match because there's really not that much announced for the card. But um, as far as the finish for this, you'd like to think that they're going to keep booking Neville strong. Um, I personally would prefer to see Bo Dallas win this one and build him back up a little bit and continue the feud. Yeah, 
Okay. Anybody else want to pick it up on that? Uh, any thoughts on the match? You know, I, I'm i starting to not understand what's happening with Neville here. You, you know, what, the night after WrestleMania, had all this momentum. Obviously, he built a lot of momentum in NXT. Um, he, he gets a win here or there. He gets crushed in this feud with, with Wade Barrett, the King of the Ring. And I don't know about you guys, but I still don't know what King of the Ring means anymore. And, uh, and yeah, I... I, I don't understand what's happening with Neville. I kind of hope he wins just because, you know, Bo Dallas with that personality, he's going to always have momentum. But Neville, I think he's already losing steam. D-Wayne, what about you? Um, to be honest with you, I wasn't interested in this match because, again, WWE is going to put this wrong. And somehow I have a feeling that Bo Dallas is going to get some some rub here. Um, even though Neville has the flashier style, I believe that based on potential and what they might see, I think they are kind of high on Bo Dallas in a sense, in which I believe is wrong because, I mean, personally, I don't like him. But <laughs> as far as getting rub, I, I kind of have a feeling that Neville's probably going to get the short end of the stick because they don't know what to do with him yet. Now, this may be still early in the process of Neville's career, um, but do you think this is like a turning point? Because if Neville loses back-to-back pay-per-views, you know, this quickly in, let's say, two weeks from payback to Elimination Chamber, um, do you think this can be going into a downward fall for Neville and then losing the quick... I guess, aggressiveness of his character at first and going into the wrong direction and maybe a respark in Bo Dallas' career because we can all agree that the gimmick was very short-lived after that loss to R-Truth. That was very unnecessary because I think he had that undefeated gimmick rolling at the time and I thought they should have kept rolling with it. Um, do you think it's a trend of going in the opposite direction of each character? I think it's more of a trend of inconsistent booking than anything. Um, I don't know, man. I think... They're going to have Neville win. They may or may not pick up the rest of the feud. It just seems like it's kind of a filler thing that they kind of hop to the last couple weeks. I do hope it goes more long-term for both of their sakes, but um, it just has the feel of something that's going to not matter in a couple weeks. Gotcha. Anybody else want to add to that? I agree with Aaron. This This seems like, you know, both those wrestlers, it seems like if they're given the time, they can put on five-star matches if the right feud is built up, but I agree. This seems like it's going to kind of be a one-and-done thing. Gotcha. Let's go ahead and move on to the next match. Um, Let's talk about the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. We have the New Day, the Lucha Dragons, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro with Natalya assuming uh, the primetime players, which is making their first match in a long time, being uh, off the shelf, doing Darren Young being injured and other things. The Ascension, and Los Matadores. Um, Dr. M, coming back to you, what is your expectations of this match? How do you think this match is going to be set up? Is it going to be a tornado? Do you think it'll be a regular tag with the chamber just simply built around it? What is your expectations of this match, and who would you say your predicted winner would be? Well, I'd say uh, this sort of has to be after uh, what we've seen on, on Raw the last two Mondays. Right, with uh, 
everything kind of evolves um, usually at the end of whatever tag team segment there is. Um, my, my prediction without hesitation is New Day. I think they are one of the best parts of Raw right now, and I could not have imagined myself saying that a couple months ago. But uh, they are easily one of the most entertaining teams to me, and it would seem foolish to me to take the titles off of them right now. Hey, Aaron, what do you think of following up on that? Yeah, man, I I agree with Dr. M. I think we're going to see New Day retain here. I think the way they built kind of the end of that um, that 10-on-3 match they did tonight, I think we're going to end up with uh, Kid and Cesaro against New Day as the last two survivors. And then I think New Day wins by heel shenanigans. Um, I think they announced on the Raw before last that it is going to be Tornado style, so I think you're going to see a lot of guys in the ring. And I think it's going to amount to a big spot fest. Um, That said, I really do hope that the primetime players have a great showing and at least kind of get third place because they kind of re-debuted and re-tagged those guys up. And I just really, really like Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, and I hope that they can kind of get in the mix for the title hunt in a more serious way here soon. Agreed. And I think we lost D. Wayne here for a little bit. Hopefully we can get him back. You know, of course, technology isn't perfect, folks, so we apologize for any mishaps or inconvenience uh, that we're doing. I will try to get him back here shortly just to add my piece on it. Um, I I would agree, Aaron. I I hope the primetime players can make a decent showing, and I think it will be a spot fest. I'm very excited uh, for for the Lucha Dragons to make sure they make some great impact because this can bring some great excitement, especially if this is the opening match to open up the Elimination Chamber pay per view. I think it will get the crowd on their feet. If we can have high fest, high spots, and Hopefully some type of interference, you know, with a free bird rule. Maybe Natalia can get in for a couple of hits or something. Because, you know, with anything like a chamber or a cage match, it's really anything goes. Uh, so I just hope that we have some good spots in here. But ultimately, I think the New Day should retain here. I think they will retain. Um, but just to keep on building up themselves as a dominant heel team, a heel faction that can make themselves grow. Um, let's see, the next match I would say on the list, actually, I would put... The Divas match here, um, because I think based on everything else, as far as how it's been booked prior to Elimination Chamber, I will put the Divas match here next. And what we have is a triple threat match for the Divas champion championship. And we have Nikki Bella with Brie Bella versus Paige versus Naomi with Tamina, which should be at her side. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to feed it up to you first. I mean, everybody uses this as a restroom break, you know, but give Divas a chance. It's always been pushed on social media. What is your expectation of this match? I actually think it's going to be the opposite of a bathroom break. I think Nikki has clearly established in the last year that she can go. She can work. She's really improved. Um, I think Paige, I guess I'm not really feeling what Paige is selling right now. I think that she's a better heel and her playing the baby face upon her return. Um, The feud with Naomi's cool, like I talked about with Dr. M on the pod the other day, but I really look for Naomi to have a strong showing here. I would like to see her win the title, just as a personal preference, because I like what she's doing. I think they're probably going to have Nikki Bella retain and continue to drag this out until SummerSlam and maybe do a title switch there. Um, I see that uh, Dwayne's back. Dwayne, why don't we throw it to you next, man? The people want to hear from you. Um, I honestly feel that this will be another bathroom break match <laughs> um, I only say this because 
this is not NXT. It seems like they don't give once you get on the main event roster, it's, you don't get that much time to show what you have. So while it might have potential to be a good match, I don't think that it'll be enough time in the schedule for it to be a good match. But with that being all said, I fully expect for Miss Bella to win to keep her title. Damn, how about you? You know, I uh, I have high expectations for this match. Uh, like Aaron said, I I think uh, Nikki Bella has uh, uh, surprised a lot of people in the last few months with how she can work in the ring. Obviously, Naomi can can do well in the ring, and, and Paige, nothing more needs to be said about her. I will be highly upset if Naomi does not come away with the title. It seems like she's beaten both Bellas multiple times over the past couple months. Big fan of Paige, but it is time for somebody else to shine with that Divas title, and I think Naomi's ready. What do you I think, Celis? I, I, I would agree with you. I, I would hope Naomi is ready, but I think what's going to happen is Nikki is going to end up retaining, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Total Divas is coming back on about July for the next upcoming season, which is a show that well, us here at this the big show, I mean the big uh Big Old Bell podcast, you know, we like to watch a little bit on Sunday evenings. I, I really think they want to build it up on the background scene first with this feud because all three members will be in the next season with Naomi Page and Nikki and maybe get them to try to give a more storyline sense added to the main element. And I think this would be a bigger match at SummerSlam where we might have that title change. I think don't give up on Naomi yet. I still expect her to wear that belt around her waist. I just don't think it's going to come this soon, so I would not be surprised if Nikki does end up retaining or some type of uh, odd finish where it's not a clean finish. Um, so definitely. Now, here here's going to be the interesting point because after these, I guess, opening three matches, I think I expect a lot of promos, a lot of videos um, here, and I think they will actually go with around the 9, 15, 9, 20 slot. This is where I expect the John Cena versus Kevin Owens a singles match for the United States uh, Championship, even though Kevin Owens is the NXT Championship. And I'm going to throw it right to you, D-Wayne. This is the match that you've been <laughs> talking about. And, and D-Wayne is supposed to be uh, doing a podcast, a solo version of a podcast himself, uh, based on the Cena monster of all these characters coming up if they've been hit by the Cena monster. Because it seems like Cena cannot put that person over. That, that they think that he should. Maybe he didn't do that with Rusev. He did not do that with Bray Wyatt. So here's Kevin Owens' chance. So, D-Wayne, what is your expectations of this match? This match <laughs> will not be the match of the night. Absolutely not. First of all, WWE, what are you doing? Why are you having this NXT champ come up here and, and you face the biggest killer of all time? He kills all drinks the whole any character that comes on to the main roster like why you're just begging saying oh KO oh no I have no more momentum he will be the latest victim on this Cena crush list devoured by the Cena monster because let's just face it no one gets over cleanly over John Cena and if the WWE is big on someone guess what they avoid the John Cena monster so guess what (laughs) Sorry, Kevin Owens, you're getting fed, which means that 
you're going to lose, and you're going to go stay in NXT for a few more months. And go have fun with some mojo, you know? Have fun. Hey, hey, Ron, how about you, man? Do you agree with D-Wayne? I'm, I'm just so excited for him because his two favorite wrestlers in the whole world get to work, and he's just going to mark out the whole time. He just doesn't want y'all to know it yet. True. Very true. <laughs> I... I'm really excited for this match. I I was a little bit, and maybe they're just trying to sell me on this, that Kevin Owens can't beat him, but Cena said something in his horrible, horrible promo on Raw tonight to the effect of, you know, he likes to talk about fight Owens' fight, but that doesn't mean he's going to win Owens' win, and that made me a little worried. But um, I think the audience at this point knows my feelings about Kevin Owens. Uh, Dr. M and I spoke at length about him in episode four. I would like to note that my one criticism of Mr. Owens was that he looked more like a big-time star and have more presentable gear. And what did we see tonight? New shorts and yes, a new T-shirt, which looks a lot classier. Um, so clearly our podcast has a giant influence already, even in its infancy stages. But um, my, my heart wants me to pick Owens. My brain tells me to pick the Cena monster. I'm going to agree with D. Wayne here. I think... Messina wins by DQ. Okay, Dr. M. Well, I, I have to agree with, with Aaron um, in the sense that this is not going to be a clean victory one way or the other. There is no way that WWE can put all this momentum behind Kevin Owens to have him lose clean at Elimination Chamber. Will he win? I don't know. I, th- I think that would be the best move to have him win, but again, it's John Cena. So I think uh, it's going to be a DQ loss, right, where, yes, Cena will get the victory, but at the end of the night, Kevin Owens is going to come out the stronger one. I can see this match ending with Cena on the mat, on his back, face up, Kevin Owens standing over him, even though he might have technically lost, he is going to come out of Elimination Chamber stronger than he went in. Question, question, question. Same scenario you just said, but surrounded by the authority, considering what Stephanie McMahon had to say about a one Kevin Owens tonight. Oh, that's a good point, uh, Aaron. Um, To be honest, I hope the authority does not get involved with Kevin Owens, even though Stephanie gave him a little professional on Raw uh, type of thumbs up. I just don't want to see the authority grow anymore. It's already too big for me. You got Seth Rollins, you got J&J, you got Kane, and you already see Kane isn't too involved in some of the world title matches that we're going to get involved in the second. So I hope they do not do anything to help them because in a way that might actually turn Kevin Owens' face faster than he should. Um, because anybody that rebels, rebels the authority, you know, that's like an instant face grab. You saw what happened with Randy Orton. And we just don't want to do that with Kevin Owens too much. We need a bona fide heel, in my opinion, to make sure they continue that's the, from developmental to come up to the main roster that can be a legitimate bad guy, a legitimate person that people can, you know, boo and everything, but still have enough respect that they respect his business. What do you guys think? Um, I, to be honest with you, I always thought that Kevin Owens was decent. But he didn't have what it takes to be that top hill that everyone wants him to be. He's not. I think I see him as a mid-card person. What happens, what they're doing right now is feeding him to someone that, you know, 
honestly, I feel like they're just saying, John Cena, you need a match at Elimination Chamber. Let's bring up Kevin Owens. That's how I feel. Because, in a way, this match was kind of pointless. It it really is pointless. Because all you're going to see is Kevin and Kevin Owens go back down to NXT and face Samoa Joe. So, why even do that to him? If you're going to do that to him, bring him up in a way that you can have people fear him. He's not being feared. At all. Honestly, right now, he's going to have a, a little push, but he's going to die down, and he's going to be just a regular person. I can kind of piggyback off that. I, I agree with what you're saying to an extent. I think that you've got him going up against Cena when maybe he's not quite at that plateau yet, and then you've got him feuding with Samoa Joe, which, like, that should be enough to bide anybody's time, especially since Samoa Joe's finally debuted in the company. And then you also have the number one contender in Finn Balor, who's also wanting a piece of Kevin Owens. So it's, it is a bit much. I think Dr. M and I touched on it the other day that it does feel a bit diluted and is maybe going to despark him a little bit. So I actually feel what you're saying there for sure. All right, let's keep it on moving. And in my opinion, if you have a gimmick, that is part of your mm-hmm. pay-per-view title. I really think that should be the main event. For example, when you have Royal Rumble, I think the Royal Rumble match should be the main event. So here, I think the Elimination Chamber match should be a main event here. So let's move on to Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Because um, like I said, I think that that vacant Intercontinental Championship should be the main event. So we're here with this with this uh, feud between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. We can say that was probably the feud of the year of 2014, and that, in my opinion, I thought it ended on a very bad note when they didn't have a clean finish when you had Bray Wyatt come in. So this is a chance where you got these two to rebuild their feud, but this time for the title. Uh, Roman Reigns is not involved here. Randy Orton's not involved here. So it's an interesting dynamic of where they're going with this Ambrose character against Ronis. Now, we know Ambrose is very hot right now. The crowd is very behind him. Um, Dr. M, let me start with you. Um... What's your expectation of this match? To me, I'm not sure where to take it. I, I want to say it should be a good match by wrestling purposes, but did it get enough story behind it this, this couple of weeks on Raw? Oh, absolutely not. This match feels thrown together like a number of matches on this card. Uh, that's not to say that this match isn't going to be excellent. I think every time Ambrose and Rollins get in the ring with each other, they put on an excellent show. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to the match just for, you know, the, the spectacle that it's going to provide. Um, you know, I think uh, at the end of the day, I think that belt should stay on Rollins as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rollins is the type of heel that, you know, he's, he's no Brock Lesnar type heel, right? And so he can easily be beat at any time, you know. And I think that's the appeal of having him as champion. At any given moment, someone can catch him off guard and beat him. I would keep the belt on Rollins almost this entire year if possible, right? Mm-hmm. Just to really make it really meaningful when somebody finally does pin him for that title. Hey, hey Ron, what do you think? Uh Dr. M just stole pretty much every point that I intended to make. Very well said, sir. Uh, What I will add to it is that I don't think you even start to consider taking that title off of him until Brock Lesnar comes back because there's a lot of unfinished business there. Brock was never pinned or submitted for the title at WrestleMania. 
I would not like to see Brock have the title put back on him. I think there's ways to get around that. We can talk about that at another date. What I would do, I would keep the belt on him all year, and I would have Ambrose and Roman Reigns continue to kind of support each other in their crusade against Seth Rollins and the authority, culminating in them turning on each other at some point and getting to that uh, that triple threat for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship in uh, one of your main events at WrestleMania 32 in Arlington, Texas next year. That is how I would book it. And uh, with that in mind, I think we see Seth Rollins win via authority shenanigans in an excellent match, although it hasn't been well built. And I thought the build for it tonight on Raw was terrible. D. Wayne, for your opinion, I'm going to switch it up the question for you. I'm going to give you a multiple-choice question. Here we go. If you had your choice of booking this match right now, would you have Saffronis face Kane, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, or finish out with Randy Orton for this Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Um, that's a very good question. And a very tough question. Um, for this interview... Dean Ambrose is the perfect opponent, and I'm going to tell you why. One, this was one of those pay-per-views that, you know, it just it's kind of like a filler for more people to watch the WWE Network. Yep. Um, two, I believe there's no one else to face him right now. Um, I believe that Seth Rollins plus Dean Ambrose equals a weight to either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. And that's where the whole build-up to. You can honestly just sit here and see that the whole build-up to everything is to have, at the end of the day, Roman Reigns, your WWE champion. That's why you can tell that's why they slowed his build-up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this is this is honestly a, a filler WWE, a rest WWE change match. And Dean Ambrose happens to be the perfect opponent at the perfect time. All right. Now, which leads us to my prediction that will be the main event, the last event on the card. Um, it is for the vacant Intercontinental Championship. Um, you hear your contestants, and I'm very correct about this, and I'll explain that in one second. Uh, we have Sheamus, Ryback, King Barrett, Rusev, Dog Ziggler, and our truth now, my gripe is, why isn't Stardust in this match? Now, those of you that know me very well, I'm a huge Stardust, Cody Rhodes fan. I feel like he should have been WWE World Heavyweight Championship a long time ago, World of a long time ago, but I know that's not going to happen right now because he keeps losing to R-Truth, who R-Truth has not been good since I've seen him at Capital Punishment back in 2010 or 11, whenever that was, when we had little Jimmys running around, but I digress. We have R-Truth. In this match with Seamus Ryback, King Barrett, Rusev, and Dolph Ziggler. Now, we do have some good storylines where we had the Dolph Ziggler-Rusev angle. And we also had a little bit of the Dolph Ziggler-Seamus angle. And then Ryback has touched on a few angles with mostly people in this in this match. Um, but this, I would say, is probably the most wide-open area that this thing can go through. Um, A.A. Ron, I'll start with you. Who is your predicted winner and why? It kind of seems like... All the competitors in the match have a lot going on storyline-wise, so I think you could almost give it to anybody, and a lot of these feuds are going to continue and intermingle moving forward. Um, I'm just going to say Sheamus, considering how strongly he's been booked overall since his return, and I think he could really um, take the title for long-term. And um, 
we keep talking about making it mean something. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say he could be a guy who is a mid-card champion. And it seems like the company's behind him right now. So that's I'm going to pick Sheamus. D-Wayne, how about you? Um, This match is very, it's, it's like I said, it's a common sense match. Everyone knows, everyone and their mother and their son and anybody who else watches wrestling <laughs> knows that Sheamus is going to win. It's it's pretty predictable. I mean, WWE, please give me something better. Give me like a surprise ending because you change his look. He looks rather stupid. You put him with this big push and you're just making it so obvious. Give me something to look forward to because this right here is not something I'm looking forward to. Sheamus with the win. It might be some comp, you know, some shenanigans going on, but everyone knows Sheamus is going to walk out with that white belt around his waist. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dr. M, I'm going to come to you, and this is going to be a little bit twist for your turn of the question. Um, now, we all know that basically in another couple of weeks, we have, which is going to be my personal pay-per-view out of the, all of the pay-per-views, uh, Money in the Bank. It could be very well easily these same six contenders we might see for that ladder match for the Money in the Bank. We're not sure how they're going to book it for another two weeks, because it was a real real weird transition coming from payback to this pay-per-view. Um, is, two questions here. Is Sheamus your predicted winner as well, to make it a clean sweep? Or who's your change of uh, prediction, uh, based on who you think will win this match? And what does that mean going forward to Money in the Bank? Well, I'll say I, I uh, have to agree with Dwayne and Aaron here. I think Sheamus is going to win. By the way, this is the match I am least looking forward to on this card. Um, I don't understand why R-Truth is in this match. I don't understand why Bray Wyatt is not in this match. Or don't get me started. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm honestly just not very interested in this match. These are, these are guys. All these guys work hard, right? I can't take that from them, but... Uh, Again, this it just feels very thrown together. Uh, with Money in the Bank, you know, I, I honestly don't see this match having much bearing on Money in the Bank. Um, you know, I, I, I think, like as I said before, Sheamus is going to walk away with the title. Um, I imagine he could be in the Money in the Bank match because um, you always need a couple big guys in there to do those big, nasty power moves. But... Uh, you know, I, I don't see much like nothing came of uh, King of the Ring, apparently. I don't see a Sheamus Intercontinental title win um, having much influence on Money in the Bank. All right, as we wrap up here, because that takes care of all the matches, what I want to do is try to see what everybody expects and what everybody thinks will shock people um, about this upcoming pay-per-view. Um, so you can take a second to think about it. What will be your thing that you expect to happen, but something that will probably shock you? Um, D-Wayne, let's start with you. What is the thing that you expect, and what do you expect to shock everyone about this pay-per-view? I expect this pay-per-view to be very predictable. I expect WWE to continue its trend of C pay-per-views for the month. I believe that Again, this was a waste, and it's all a marketing scheme. It's, this favorite feels like it's rushed. No real goal intended, and then you have another pay-per-view within the next few weeks. It's, it's not fair, if you're honest with me. Dr. M, how about you? 
You know, I I expect this pay-per-view to have high-quality matches. I, I mean, all of the matches that are put together have the potential to be excellent matches. Um, uh, in terms of what could shock, you know, I don't know. I think, uh, I think um, two things could shock. I think Kevin Owens, in some way, is going to shock the world at Elimination Chamber. Um, again, he may not come out the winner, but he's going to do something that's going to make a major impact. And um, as I said earlier, I think uh, I, I have high expectations for the Divas match. We have three good athletes in that match, and uh, I think they're going to uh, prove a lot of people wrong. All right, Aaron, how about you? Um, I'll second what he just said. I think that the uh, whatever Kevin Owens does will at least surprise folks. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt kind of get involved with things here. Um, what I think is going to be expected is that everyone's going to retain their titles that's defending them and that Sheamus will win the Intercontinental title. I think those things are written in stone. And um, I don't know. I think it's just another one of those things so they can have content on the network that is uh, live and unique. I think if it goes for me, uh, I, I would agree with just about everybody. I, I expect every title to be retained by their current owners. Um, but this is the one thing I'm saying that's going to shock people, and I hope I'm right, because I really want to give Divas a chance and, and make sure they make their spark on the main roster instead of just like D. Wayne said on the, on, on the NXT roster side. I hope that we see Brie Bella and Tamina break off where we try to make sure we lead to some type of five-way match for the Divas title. And I want to see if that would be the first time in, in Divas history, just like a regular fatal five-way, if you can call it, you know, between all all those top Divas. Because I think Tamina really has a chance to show what she can do. Um, she's been a valet for AJ Lee. She's not a valet for Naomi, but she still has enough power on her own, I think, where she can carry a, a big name for the Divas. And I would like to see Brie Bella get another chance to do another title shot. Uh, if we remember from what we, she did against Stephanie McMahon last year at SummerSlam, she really did a good job. You know, you can say Stephanie McMahon carried the match with her veteran leadership. Uh, Brie Bella did hang in there. So we could have some type of five-way to, you know, maybe we could spark this from Total's Diva onto SummerSlam, but at least see some type of tension go towards that way where they can try to attempt to steal the show um, in some way. Um, as we wrap up the show, any closing words? And gentlemen, anything you want to say as we leave? Blackhawks just tied it up, so I'm good. <laughs> nice. And I see the Rockets just won, so it will be a force in the game five, even though Stephen Curry did get hurt. So, of course, make sure you watch your sports. In, in addition to listening to our part, podcast, uh, D. Wayne, Dr. M, anything you want to add? I'll just add that uh, I'm looking forward to the Cavs wrapping things up tomorrow because we don't need any more games in the four. <laughs> D. Wayne? Um... What to add? I mean, <laughs> hey, what's the next review now? Because honestly, WWE, Tidy disappointed me for the month. Disappointed with payback. Disappointed with the NXT takeover. I mean, just you're just you're going three for three, and that's what I'm looking for. Three for three. A disappointment <laughs> and hours wasted. 
But we'll still continue to watch. So hopefully we still have continue to have more subscribers. Hopefully WWE will get our message as well as everybody else's matches. But we thank you for listening. Uh, please make sure you check us out in the next couple of days. We're going to update to our another episode. And we'll have two chains back. Hopefully Chambers can come back and you know have something he can add. I know he's been real busy this week. And he definitely wanted to do this preview show but couldn't make it. Uh, but for A.A. Ron, D. Wayne, and Dr. M., this is Silly Sellers, a.k.a. Mr. Sellers. Uh, we thank you for watching. Uh, please make sure you like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We did some live tweeting tonight from WWE Raw. And good chance we saw uh, Zack Ryder tonight. We did get a Zack Ryder show, which is a pretty good match. Um, and we'll see you in a couple of days. So make sure you listen out. Thank you, guys. Take care. This has been another production of the Big Goat Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Belt. Email us at BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you.